internet fans this is that's right uh kill radio kpfk in the podcast it is bike talk once again and in the backgrounds we have that's right uh triple chicken foot who you heard a couple weeks ago who played uh we went to on a, a northeast los angeles heart ride as part of the festivities um let's drop by they were playing over there at the uh veterans of foreign war I, I don't know exactly what the post is in Highland Park, but it was in Highland Park there. Anyway, today on the program, uh, we're you're probably expecting chicks on bikes. Well, it seems that April is out, uh, I don't want to say calivanting, but uh, collecting stories for you for her future shows. Uh, so right now, uh, I know you're saying, oh, you're, you've... You've deleted chicks and you're going right to male people. No, no, we're not going to. We This might be the breakout show. I mean, we're going to have everybody involved. Women, men, uh, y- you name it. Uh, picks of sex, creed, uh, political uh, ideology. It all comes into play today here on, that's right, Bike Talk. And uh, having said that, you might have noticed that it is. 
award season, and I know you're saying, oh, no, is it going to be another clip show? Is he going to play the uh, Midnight Riders uh, Pimps and Hoes, or was it a hose and whatever uh, uh, ride award ceremony? No, we're going to hold that off for tomorrow. If you haven't seen it yet, you should come on down to the bike oven tomorrow, 3706 North Figueroa. We're not only going to be having a, that's right, uh, always in in the stage. Because, you know, the Academy Awards started like yesterday at like 3 in the morning. They've been doing a countdown and they have all this footage and stuff. No, we're going to get the arrivals and everything. But we figured instead of just watching that stuff, we'd have the boring stuff, you know, where they start talking about hair color and nails and and getting out of rehab and all that stuff we're going to play bike films in between there so there'll be some bike films there'll be parts of the award ceremony uh, for the real award ceremony not this this oscar thing but being that we have to give you your oscar fix today um what we have is uh there's a there's a great book that just came out uh and you're going to hear all about it uh compiled by um steve ray and Stephen Ray, uh, and we're we're going to hear about it shortly. It's about Hollywood riding bikes here in Los Angeles, and it's the Oscar edition. Stay tuned. It's a whole new bike talk. So this is Joseph at the Flying Pigeon inviting you all in, and let's listen in. This is our, our third pigeon politburo, where uh, you know everyone is made equal, but some are more equal than others, and we bring those guys here to talk. Um, but uh, so without any further ado, here's author Stephen Ray. I mean, he's going to do a little slideshow presentation, and if you want to buy some books, they're on top of the fridge. And uh, yeah, I'm Joseph Brayali, by the way, the owner of the place. So you got any questions, complaints right. about the bathroom, I'm going to Thanks again. Well, thanks, Joseph. Yeah. Um, I'm Stephen Ray. Um, I guess I should I use the microphone or I should. All right. Close this. Um, I'm Stephen Ray. I'm a film critic for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I'm also an avid uh, cyclist. I, I, my wife and I both bike to and from work every day, and I ride to screenings in Philadelphia, and we have a modest collection of. Uh, Bikes, mostly vintage British road bikes and uh, club bikes from the 1950s and 60s. And we also have a Peugeot Mixty and Connie rides at Brompton every day. And um, the, um, I'm going to show you some pictures from the book, Hollywood Rides a Bike. And it started off as a blog a year and a half ago. I, I launched um, Rides a Bike on Tumblr and posted a few photos from my collection. And the response almost immediately, I, I started the blog on Thanksgiving Thursday, 2010, and by the end of that weekend I had almost 3,000 Facebook likes and uh, response from Tumblr followers, and it's uh, just sort of took off from there, and it's been a, a lot of fun, just the response from uh, people, and people started sending me images and telling me where I could find other photos. And um, so I'm going to show a few pictures from the book and just talk about them briefly. Should uh, I grab the lights? Um, I'm going to try this light. That's not it. Oh, there we go. Okay. No, it's up top. It's too up top. How's that? Good. Sir. Okay. Um, the, 
This is, um, as you can tell, it's, oh, and I also, because Oscars, the Academy Awards are a week from tomorrow, uh, I sort of picked photos from the book, for the most part, that have Oscar-winning actors or Oscar-nominated actors uh, in the images. And so this is Grace Kelly and James Stewart from the time they were shooting Rear Window, the Alfred Hitchcock film, um, on the back lot of Warner Brothers, and they're riding a Phillips, a British-made Phillips bike. Um, if you've seen Rear Window, uh, Jimmy Stewart plays a photographer whose leg is broken, and he's apartment-bound in a wheelchair, and um, through the lens of his camera, he thinks he sees witnesses of murder across the um, uh, garden from the back window of his apartment. And Grace Kelly plays his girlfriend. And uh, so he's in a fake cast all day on the set. And so we, here he is with the cast off, um, riding his bike around on the Warner's lot. Awesome. <clears throat> and then the next image. Um, I think you've lost the cable for a second. So, Blue Man Group. <laughs> I think it might be the connector. Hey, excellent. There we go. Next. So, in case you just joined us, this is Bike Talk, and we're uh, doing a critique with the author of Hollywood Rides Bikes. It started out as a blog, and you're going to hear all about it in um, Philadelphia by Stephen. And then he, he got interested, of course in uh, bikes and stars and started amassing a huge collection. You can check it out on his website, but this is the uh, companion book that's just come out. They have it in uh, stock in a number of places, and I think it's the best buy you can get for it is over at Flying Pigeon. They're, they're doing a $20 special as they uh, get rid of the books. He was on a uh, book tour a couple weeks ago. And here he is talking with a slide presentation, PowerPoint presentation of, that's right, the Oscar edition here of Hollywood on Bikes. Let's get back to it. Won an Oscar for two women a few years after this. This is Sophia um, Lauren. This is one of her earliest star roles. It's an Italian film called The Woman of the River or The River Girl. And uh, they're riding an Italian rock bike, bike uh, step through bike. And the uh, saddle's a little low for a Rick. Uh, <laughs> but, he, but he doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a miracle that they're actually moving. <laughs> so Sophia is sitting in his lap on the handlebars. This is an early photo of Ingrid Bergman when she first came to Hollywood. Um, that's a Rudge Whitworth, which is a British-made, like, built in Coventry, and I was surprised when I started collecting these images from Hollywood, um, old shots of movie stars on the back lot and riding around, and how many Rudge Whitworths there were. Um, they also built motorcycles, and um, they were eventually bought out by Raleigh, but this was pre-Raleigh Rudge. So go on to the next. Um, this is Humphrey Bogart and Audrey Hepburn from when they were shooting Sabrina, the Billy Wilder film, and Audrey Hepburn's on a Schwinn World, I think that's a Schwinn World, it's, um, and 
bogeys playing, fiddling with the um, the three-speed shifter. This is a beautiful shot of Gary Cooper. He's waiting for his friends for the tweed ride. And, uh, he's, he's got the uh, <laughs> he's got the trouser clips and like a herringbone jacket and. Um, this is from a, a film, uh, I always forget the title of this film, it's a 1933 melodrama where he and Robert Young are vying for Joan Crawford's love and it's meant to be set in England and he's an American who's come over to England and he's courting Joan Crawford and uh, so the bike is supposedly a British bike but it's actually my friends who are experts on um, bikes told me it's a mishmash of American like parts put together. Uh, but he looks just totally cool in yeah. the gloves. And, yeah. uh, this is a teenage Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, it's about the time when she was making Life with Father and the Lassie movie that she was in, and uh, just riding down the street. It's also a really cool shot. And there's, um, I, it's not in the book, but there's a wonderful photograph of Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton riding on the back lot side by side on bikes at the time they were making Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> uh, so a couple of decades after this shot was taken. Um, this is one of the more recent photos in the book. It's from um, American Heart, the uh, film Jeff Bridges and Edward Furlong that was made in 1993, I think, and uh, Martin Bell is the director. And Mary Ellen Mark, who's a well-known photographer and wife of Martin Bell, uh, took this photo. And um, she has actually a whole book, of a coffee table book, of photos that were taken from film sets. She has a great shot of Fellini riding around on a little miniature bike. Uh, and uh, Jeff Bridges plays an uh, ex-con who's just come out of jail and is trying to put his life back together. And Edward Furlong is his teenage son who's a strange son who wants to reconnect with his dad and at first uh, Bridges' character is really resistant to the idea of um, letting his son hang out with him and this is a single speed Schwinn that the character picks up at a pawn shop and he lives in like a $65 a week apartment in uh, Seattle and he totes the bike up and down the stairs to his apartment. What's the title of the film again? American Heart. Right it's a really beautiful film. It's a, uh, so I I just want to check in here, and and tell you this is the Portland scene before it was Portlandia, pretty pretty insane. They 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 still had bikes, but you know Jeff Bridges. Hey, what can you say? And and Edward Furlong, dude. The only thing else I can think of him is that you know of course you hear all the scandalous reports of him, and you know older women and all this stuff and and how. He he wanted too much for like the third Terminator. All this stuff. I, hold on, hold on. Let's just back this up. He's in this movie and he's acting. I think that's the reason. It just sort of sent a trend, and they said, "Wait a second, we can't have a real actor in these Terminator films anymore." So anyway, we're gonna get back to it here. Maybe that's a whole new genre we have to encourage here in Hollywood: actors that act. Anyway, more about Hollywood riding bikes. And here's a. a Lauren Bacall, when she just first came out to Hollywood, she's uh, 20 years old in this photo. 
and she finished to have and have not their, her film debut with Humphrey Bogart. That's the film where she says, you know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. And uh, here she's leaning against the bike, casually having a cup of coffee. Uh, it's a new departure uh, hub. I'm, I'm not sure of the bike. I think it's a Schwinn, but I'm not positive. Uh, and she's sort of wearing her gabardine and her cardigan, and you, it's hard to tell, especially now, with the image of it. Her hair is in a snood. It's like a protective little um, netting to keep her do. That's okay. Lauren McCall image is a really rare photo. It's a, I came across it through a collector dealer in Hungary. Um, even though it came from the Warner Brothers back lot in the studio, it found its way to Hungary somehow. So sorry. Well, it's okay. Do, do you know? Do you know? Uh, I mean, we're we're looking at this like it's artwork, and it has a providence, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, a, a photo like that, mm -hmm. it, it obviously originated here. Mm -hmm. Is it is it hard to get a hold of something, or we're only seeing prints or something? Or? Yeah, well, this photo was there, there are very few copies of it in existence and um, prints, so it's yeah, it is difficult. The determining the provenance of the photos was one of the challenges in a lot of these photos because the, originally they were released with um, snipes with little captions ah. uh, pasted to the back, right. just taped to the back on like onion skin paper. And over the years, a lot of those captions got lost. And so you have to sort of piece together the history. This one came with the caption still on it. Oh. Um, and then the licensing, sometimes it's straightforward, pretty simple. And other times, it was a real ordeal getting uh, permission for the photos. Uh, there's one photo that I wasn't able to, I have in my collection, but I wasn't able to use it in the book because the publisher, Angel City Press, um, it's a more recent photo from a really big film with a really big star. And the, both the star of the picture gave his permission to use the photo, and the photographer who took the picture gave his permission to use the photo. But then the Angel City went to the studio and said, can we use this photo? And they wanted $2,000 for it. <laughs> so it's not in the book. Um, is it on the blog? Or? Um, yeah, it is actually on the blog. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is Julie Christie on a BSA 20 folding bike. Um, BSA stands for Birmingham Small Arms, and they also need motorcycles and uh, weaponry. And uh, their head badge is a really cool logo. It's three rifles sort of leaning against each other. And uh, at this point, though, BSA has been bought out by Raleigh. And so they, it's basically a Raleigh 20 folding bike, um, but they issued it as BSA and Triumph as well. And this was in 1970 while Julie Christie was making The Go Between, the Joseph Losey film. And it's, um, she's out of costume, it's a period movie, and just riding in the English countryside. Um, this is a beautiful shot. It's a, an actress, Susan Peters, who um, was nominated for Best Supporting Actress Academy Award for Random Harvest, the Ronald Coleman amnesia melodrama. It's a great, great movie if you get a chance to watch it. And uh, MGM was grooming her to be a big star, and um, she's here. She is on the Palisades 
in Santa Monica looking out at the Pacific on a Monarch bike. And it's got a, you can't really see, but it's got an odometer attached to the front hub, headlamp, a nice saddlebag. And um, her story is sort of tragic. It's, it's a doubly beautiful photo because, I mean, the image is beautiful. And at the same time, it's terribly sad because um, not long after this photo was taken, she was in a, went on a hunting trip with her husband, Richard Klein, who's an actor and director, and he was accidentally shot. He accidentally shot her, and um, she was paralyzed from the waist down. And so she tried to continue her career in a wheelchair and did some films and a stage piece in a wheelchair, but um, suffered from depression and anorexia, and her husband left her. And so by the time she was 31, she had died. Um, so this is terribly poignant um, story behind this photo, beautiful photo. What, what year was that photo? Uh, 43. Um, this is Natalie Wood and her director Richard Mulligan from Inside Daisy Clover. Uh, it's a film where Natalie Wood plays a teenager who wants to be a movie star and is trying to get into uh, Hollywood. And, uh, they get, gave her a bike as a gift, and you can see it says Daisy Clover on it. It's a Schwinn Traveler, and festooned the basket and the saddlebag with daisies. And um, I think she called, she, according to the little press snipe that came with the photo, she nicknamed the bike, uh, get me to the set on time. <laughs> and uh, Richard Mulligan was nominated for an Academy Award for To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, and Natalie Wood was nominated several times for Oscars, but not for Inside Daisy Club. So in case you just tuned on, this is Bike Talk here on uh, Kill Radio and KPFK on the podcast. And uh, what we're doing today is a little bit of a departure from, that's right, uh, chicks on bikes. But uh, we're including everybody on bikes, including those things they call actors. And uh, today, as you've been listening to uh, author Steve Ray about his uh, new book, Hollywood Rides Bikes, um, he's been highlighting some of the things. And people are saying... Hey man, this is this is really great. Uh, it's a book on photography you're doing on the radio. Well, actually, we we had the the hookup here with the webcam, but for some reason it's not it's not clicking in. We don't know if that's something that the revs did to it, or if I did to it, or or something. But um, we're gonna we're gonna try and marry the two when we finally do make it a podcast. Uh, it is uh, bike talk, and we're going to get back to it. Just one, uh, a couple of comments uh, that uh, I got on the the blog here. Um, somebody wanted to know: Was it really true about the Rudge uh, be existing before Raleigh? Yeah, apparently they were like uh, uh, two competing bike companies un until Raleigh uh, finally bought them out. And in fact, Raleigh used to have uh, uh, licensing around the world, they would make Raleigh bikes and then they would uh, sell them to people. And the classic case is that uh, for years I rode around on what I thought was a free spirit, uh, a free spirit from uh, Sears, but apparently Sears never really made their bikes. Um, th these bikes were also made by um, uh, Ross, who, who also was a, a, an arms thing. I think Ross made tanks and bikes, and now they're just making bikes, so to speak. But um, similar to how BSA, as you, as you heard with the uh, the three rifles, I always thought there were three spokes, but there are three rifles on their logo. Anyway, get, getting back to it, um, this um, yeah, co competing um, bike companies before Raleigh did that, and 
And as I said, um, riding around a free spirit, they would just put the decals for for Sears free spirit on on all of Raleigh's early bikes. You can always find these in the '60s and and uh, '70s. I think it was discontinued finally when they found a better market uh, in um, Taiwan. Uh, and everybody always goes, ah, oh, Taiwan, ah. Uh. Well, dude, it's all there. All the manufacturing, the design, every, all the work. You can walk down the street and literally build a bike with, from one going from one uh, factory to another there in Taiwan. Anyway, it is uh, Bike Talk. We're going to get back to our edition. Uh, I think they were talking about Natalie Wood, and somebody was nodding. It's like Natalie Wood. She's also in that famous bike film with uh, Christopher Walken, uh, Brainstorm. Uh, Doug Trumbull, who I think is nominated again, uh, he he may have won already because he was uh, part of the technical crew that did some, uh, uh, I think it was a 3D process and a show scan process. Um, if you're not familiar with show scan, it was a, um, I, re- I remember seeing it at, uh, of all places, Filmex, a special screening where they had uh, a projection system similar to... Um, Everybody says 3D or, or widescreen. It, it was something like that. But what I'd like to, to, to con- you to, to consider is um, what it did is it sort of shattered the fact that frame rates here are, you've heard 24 frames per second or, you know, sometimes 25 overseas or something. Well, this was uh, a process that was originally, as I guess Edison envisioned it, at 60 frames per second. And uh, you'll you'll find the bike tie-in in a minute. 60 frames per second. And it was, um, um, uh, you know, in, insane, like, crystal clear uh, uh, sound. Uh, at the time, nobody had thought about putting Dolby, and he, he did this. And, and this was all earlier on. And, and, and Douglas Trumbull, who, who also did the effects for uh, 2001 and some of the Star Wars. And, I mean, we can go on. Uh, the Star Trek films. And um, lo and behold, um, he's he's putting this all together with ShowScan, and uh, it was just too expensive. Um, and people were were saying, "Oh my God, you want us to invest in something else in film?" It was almost like sound in in the silent area. You want us to invest in sound equipment after we've got it all down with these silent films? I mean, n- nobody's going to want to see silence anymore, which is kind of proving them wrong this year with the artists, but. Um, uh, here, here's the bike thing. At, at that point, silent films were getting large, too. Uh, Abel Gantz, who uh, was a uh, French director, uh, did a, uh, a massive, uh, almost uh, six to uh, four to six hour piece on Napoleon. And what was really innovative about this is he had three screens um, projecting this widescreen, three 35 millimeter screens that would sort of stretch out. So he had 110 millimeters. And then after it was all over, uh, in order to sync them all together, they had to work out some system. They hadn't worked out electronic sync then. And so how did he sync this up? That's right. He used bicycles, bicycle chains between each motor to keep them all running at the same speed once they got up to speed. All right. Well, it's uh, the Hollywood edition of That's Right. Hollywood, uh, the bike edition, <laughs> the Hollywood bike edition. Hollywood rides bikes. Here we go. Back to our author. Um, here's Clark Gable on a kitted out Shelby. And it's got a horn mounted to the uh, front. It's got a siren 
It's got the D-cell battery pack. It's got the, the swivel down kickstand um, and the uh, tool bag attached to the saddle. Uh, it's an early Clark Abel photo. And uh, speaking of like tires that need air, the, yeah. <laughs> <is> that, <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Here's a great photo of uh, MGM uh, chorus girls um, from the time when there were a lot of musicals being made. And these are all um, roamers, and uh, I think the bike all the way on the left is a Hawthorne. And they're all by D.P. Harris, uh, who is a bike builder, I guess best known for the roll fasts. And um, you can always tell one of his bikes no matter what the mark was, whether it was Harvard or Romer or Hawthorne or Rollfast, because the chain wheel has H's on it for DP Harris. And speaking of there, you can see the H's on the chain wheel. Um, this is Raquel Torres, who is an actress that started in the silence. If you've seen the artist, she sort of made the same transition as the character in the artist. The, the, uh, Berenice Bayo, Bayo character, and made this segue to talkies. And she's probably best known for Duck Soup, the Marx Brothers movie. She plays the sort of Mata Hari um, spy, the Sylvanian spy. And this is uh, Rollfast, um, and it's got a chain for the bell, and it's got the headlamp, uh, the mirror. Uh, it's just a, a beautiful bike, and this was taken in Malibu. <laughs> I, think she, I think she was half, I think her heritage was half Mexican and half German. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Jane Fonda crashing into the character actor Mark Connolly, and uh, also on a roll fast. And this is Jane Fonda's film debut. She starred in a movie called Tall Story. It's like a rom uh, romantic comedy about a college co-ed who's determined to marry the college basketball star who's played by Anthony Perkins. And uh, there's this great scene that was shot at Occidental College where she's riding her bike down the, through the quad and loses control and crashes into um, two of her professors, um, one played by Mark Connolly and the other by Ray Walston. And uh, her, the character's name, her character's name in the film is June Ryder, so aptly named. And she has a horn there. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. No? Um, this is Marlene Dietrich um, from a film called The Spoilers, uh, a western set during the Klondike Gold Rush era, uh, where she's the proprietress of a saloon and hotel. And uh, I think her, her, yeah, her name is Cherry. And uh, John Wayne and Randall Scott are the guys um, literally duking it out for her affection. And there's a great, great fight scene, one of the um, historic fight scenes of westerns between the two of them that uh, goes all through the bar and the saloon and there's these great overhead shots and um, so this is obviously between takes on the film on the back lot and she's on a Schwinn Paramount with uh, web brakes and in her uh, full spoilers saloon owner regalia yeah, definitely cycle sheet. Yeah. Um, this is Joey uh, 
Brown, a comedian um, from Six Day Bike Racer, which is a comedy set in the world of indoor track cycling when they had the marathon six day races. And this was actually shot at the Winter Garden in LA when it was a velodrome. And he's on an automoto French track bike. And the film has some amazing uh, cycling scenes in it. And a lot of the extras and other cyclists were Olympic cyclists at the time. Uh, and there are some just mad uh, cycling scenes in the film. Um, this is Louise Albritton, who is a B-movie actress from the 40s and 50s, um, showing a lot of leg in this sort of phony, I've fallen off my bike shot from a movie called San Diego, I Love You. <laughs> yeah, I like San Diego too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, Louise Albritton starred in um, some movies with Abbott and Costello and also in Son of Dracula. And, uh, Yes, I see Paris, I see France, I see San Diego. Yes, that's what the kids are calling it now. Maybe that's how Carmen San Diego got her name. Anyway, I digress. It is Bike Talk, and uh, what, what's going on now is we were reloading the camera, and we're, we're still trying to get here in the studio. I had a couple of calls out to see if we can't get the... The picture's here. If not, you can always get the book. It's on sale over there as a flying pigeon. I think it's actually online, too, in a couple other places. But um, we're going to put some questions to Steve in the Q&A portion of this. It is Bike Talk today. We'll just go right into it here. And um, a, cu a couple other things. Uh, we're gonna, we've gotten some calls about last night's uh, Zoo Bomb that took place off of Laurel Canyon. And uh, yours truly got to ride... Up Mulholland and down Mulholland, so to speak. Uh, I, I kidded with somebody that it, it usually took her 45 to 50 minutes to get up to the top of the hill, and then it was, that's right, seven minutes to the bottom. So you could do it in an hour, but it all was compressed. So one side took you about two-thirds of the hour, and the other side took you less, uh, about a, not even a third. So anyway, it is um, bike talk here. Um, that's right. Going on today, we're going to we're gonna recap the uh, calendar, but we just want to let you know that uh, there is a tweed ride going on at 1 o'clock over at Burns Park, which is just a few blocks west of, um, excuse me, a few blocks east of um, Largemont on Beverly. So it's Beverly and Van Ness. If you know anything about the studios, it's south of Raleigh and, and Paramount Studios on Van Ness Street, and you, and you can't miss it. It's a little park there. Uh, named after, I, I think it's Walter Burns. Um, not from Burns and Stryber or anything, but uh, he was, a, uh, I think, a Parks and Rec guy. Anyway, getting back to it here. We have a little bit more of, that's right, uh, Steve Ray on Hollywood Riding Bikes. Stumble on a, a Axis, uh, evil Axis conspiracy uh, group of people trying to take, you know... Um, this is uh, Bob Hope in one of his pictures playing a mannequin trying to escape people by being on a bicycle. Infiltrated the spa and not unwittingly um, come across their their grand meeting in, the, in this room. And in order to hide from them, he's posing in this diorama with this mannequin on these bikes while they're 
having this conference literally right in front of him, and he's afraid if he sneezes or leans over on the bike, they're going to find him out. Um, this is uh, from an MGM musical called Carefree, and it's Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Ralph Bellamy, and the aptly named Luella Gear. And uh, I think they're on Shelby's, I'm pretty sure. And there's a wonderful bike riding sequence in this film where they're riding through a park, being crisscrossed by other cyclists, and eventually Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers veer off down a path and are riding and kind of arguing. And at one point, Fred Astaire crashes into a bush. Sort of, unlike Fred Astaire, was the master of balance and grace. Uh, but it, it's, it's a great sequence and a, a, a great film that has a couple of huge musical numbers in it. Now, this is a bike noir. It's a Victor yeah. Mature. Flying Pigeon. Yeah, it's a Flying Pigeon, exactly. It's Victor Mature and Betty Grable in the Flying Pigeon late at night. Uh, it's actually a bike shop in uh, New York, and uh, it's from what is considered by a lot of film historians to be the very first film noir, I Wake Up Screaming, 1941. Wow. And Victor Mature is uh, accused of murdering the sister of Betty Grable's character and is on the run from the police in New York at night. And Betty Grable knows he didn't do it, uh, but they're hiding out from the cops in this scene. And you can see on the wall behind Betty Grable, there's the, the bike, the uh, lamp bracket of a Raleigh. You can see the heron, uh, the Raleigh heron silhouette. And that's a new departure hub that's in pieces on the counter in front of them. And they're looking out. Uh, for the moment when they can make their escape. <clears throat> um, this is Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward from a kind of corny 60s rom-com where he plays a reporter and she plays a department store uh, designer who's gone to Paris to knock off some of the couturiers, couturiers uh, some of the designer dresses. And uh, typical romantic comedy fashion at the start of the movie, their antagonists at odds, and uh, by then they re-meet in Paris. The movie starts in New York, they re-meet in Paris, and um, she has somehow convinced him, or he's learned uh, wrongly, but she's perpetuating the, the ruse that she's a high-priced uh, call girl. And uh, so there are all sorts of bizarre scenarios that play out before they finally come together at the end of the movie. And in this sequence, uh, which you get to see the sort of the the um, making of behind the scenes with the, the guys with the wind machine and the backdrop and everything, it's it's a sequence where he's gone into a jealous rage because she's told him about um, this Greek millionaire that she had an affair with, and his bike jersey actually says "rich Greek" on it. You can see it says "rich." Um, and in the next scene, her dress flies apart, and all that's left is the slip that she's wearing. Were, were they married at this time? No, I, I do have. I have two other photos from this sequence, and I have one where she's in her slip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think the bikes are Mercier's. They're French road bikes, but I wasn't able to determine for sure. Um, now here's Anthony Perkins and Ray Walston doing a makeshift game of bike polo on the back lot, Warner's back lot. 
And this is also from the film Tall Story, the Jane Fonda film. And Anthony Perkins, as I said before, is the basketball star at the college that she's after. And Ray Walston played the other professor. And uh, there's, they're here they're kicking, they're batting around a tin can. And in the next photo, it's uh, a ball out there. Um, so they're on the back lot playing a uh, bike polo. It's really cool. Uh, it looks pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is Alan Ladd checking on the tire pressure of his bike compared to the tire of the movie star's limo. And, and uh, it's from the Paramount, uh, I think it's 42 or 43, The Glass Key. It's uh, another noir, noir uh, based on a Dashiell Hammett uh, story. Yeah, definitely. Cycle chic again. Uh, here, this Hello, is, nurse. Yeah, this is Grace Bradley, who was a, a Broadway musical star, came out to Hollywood and did some musicals, uh, married uh, William Boyd, better known as Hopalong Cassidy. And here she's on an 1892 or 93 Gormley Jeffrey high wheel bike, a penny farthing, um, looking very comfortable and at ease in that crazy uh, high wheel bike. And here's another high wheel. Uh, this is Jean Parker, who did musicals, but also did straight drama. She was in Little Women, the version of uh, Catherine Hepburn. And uh, this is a Singer uh, high wheel bike, which was a British-made uh, high wheel bike. I think there are 58 spokes on that front wheel. And uh, it's just a cool shot, the way she's looking through the wheel. Um, this is Charlie Chase, who is a another comedy actor who made the transition from the silence to talkies and uh, probably on a fixed wheel if he's really balancing on that bar uh, and he's three Stooges fans know about Charlie Chase because he went on to direct a couple of uh, classic three Stooges shorts yeah. <laughs> here's Hitchcock himself, Albert Hitchcock um, this is a great photo that I had to hunt high and low for. I had to license this from, eventually I licensed it from Getty Images, but the source is actually uh, Agence France Presse. And, uh, but I first tracked it down through a photo agency in Yugoslavia who could only have the rights for Eastern Europe. Uh, but he's, of course. Uh, this is from 1972 at Cannes, at the marina at Cannes, when he was promoting Frenzy, one of his final films, and the bike is a Helium, which is a small wheel folding bike made by Peugeot, and uh, sort of festooned with banners, and one of the things I really love about this photo is that there's the mast from a boat coming out of his head. <laughs> and then actually the um, good friend of mine and photographer, Stuart Rome, who helped me prepare a lot of these images for the book, we were debating about whether we should uh, Photoshop the mask out of the picture and decided that it was just too funny and cool and we left it in. What was the nature of this, this photo? Um, he, well, Hitchcock did like a lot of kind of goofy promo photos. Um, he, there's pictures of him uh, in like uh, go-karts and uh, he was game. He, he, had a, he, he, he had a really great sense of humor and was, um, you know, 
happy to, to do photos and images that sort of put him in funny positions. And, and uh, I don't, I doubt seriously whether he was a, an avid cyclist, but who knows, maybe. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Debbie, Debbie Reynolds and uh, Joan Powell and some other actresses from a film called Athena, which was a, a musical uh, comedy about six sisters who were all health nuts. And so they're riding their bikes, they're, uh, they've just gone to the farmer's market, and then um, it's sort of a, it's not an official spin-off of six Brides for set brides for seven brothers, but um, in that same spirit, but just set in contemporary um, Southern California. Uh, here's Rita Hayworth, poolside on her bike at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Um, it's just a great sort of cheesecakey bike pose. Uh, and here's Rita Hayworth again with Glenn Ford on this really gorgeous uh, French-built uh, Griffon tandem um, from a film called The Lady in Question that was set in Paris but shot on the back lot. And uh, it was actually a remake of a French film where her character is accused of murder and um, she's defended uh, by the father of the Glenn Ford character. And uh, Glenn Ford character owns a bike shop in Paris. And so in addition to this Griffon, there's like Automoto and uh, Peugeot's in the film. Um, and when I was researching the, this image, I looked, you know, I did some research on the Griffon and you know the great sort of French lithograph posters of the 19 teens and 20s, the Art Nouveau posters. The Griffon bicycle posters are some of the most stunning I've seen of that, of those Art Nouveau, Art Deco uh, lithographs. It's like a gendered bicycle. I know. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> right. And there's also like a great little saddle uh, tool bag hanging off the back rack there. And the pump. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful bike. <clears throat> This is, um, as you can see, Olivia Havilland from the set of Captain Blood, the one of the first of many movies she made with Errol Flynn, where it's a pirate ship swashbuckler movie, and um, she would ride to the set from the dressing room of the cafeteria on this bike with the trailer that was her personal trailer, and it's got she she has she's reading her script, she's going through her lines, she has her makeup box there, there's a mirror on the the lid of the trailer, and uh, one of my friends uh, joked that the Errol Flynn's empties are in the trailer. <laughs> uh, and that too is a D.P. Harris bike. Um, this is Nat King Cole uh, on a roll-fast uh, exercycle, and uh, it's a photo taken by Bob Gottlieb, who is a, a Washington-based um, jazz aficionado turned photographer who took some of the iconic images that we know of today of some of the jazz greats like Coltrane, Billie Holiday. Um, and here he managed to convince Nat King Cole to pose in this kind of silly Yuletide themed photo where he's wearing a Santa's hat and a coat and a big wide belt and carrying a sack of gifts that are all sports related. Uh, tennis racket, boxing gloves, has a basketball 
propped under his arm, looking kind of glum. And um, there, these, this photo and the next photo are, are art in the book. They're more recent acquisitions, but they're really, uh, I wanted to share them. They're really fun. Um, this is Virginia Mayo on the bike and Vera Ellen. And they're making a movie with um, Danny Kay. And this is actually up at Lake Arrowhead, um, this shot. And uh, you can't see from this image, but the, I thought originally she was handing um, Virginia Mayo a note or something. But it's a Hershey chocolate bar. You can actually see the letters H-E-R-S-H-E -E on the side of the chocolate bar. Um, <clears throat> also just a really great fun photo. Uh, and this is Olivia Hussey from Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. Um, she was just a teenager at the time she made the film. And it was shot in Rome, at the studios in Rome. And she's on a Malton, which um, this is a very popular bike when it was introduced in the 1960s. It's uh, Alex Malton, a British engineer, designed this bike that has, uh, it's a small wheel bike. It doesn't, it's not a folder though, um, but it has front and rear suspension and sort of this F-shaped design and was super popular at the time it first came out. There's another image in the book of Susanna York riding on a Malton. And uh, Malton also designed the suspension system for the Mini Coopers. And uh, I just, uh, this is a great photo. I, I just love the look on her face and the fact that she's in costume riding on this very, at the time, modern bike. And the, also, like the picture of the guy looking at her, thinking to himself, why won't she talk to me? Is it all who the guy is? Pardon? No, there's no credit who the guy is. Um, just, I would imagine, just a, a, a studio worker. Um, it's not Zeffirelli, and it's not anyone who's in the film. And th this last image is Vincent Price from a movie called Up in Central Park that's sort of based around the uh, Teapot Dome scandals in Boss Tweed in New York and riding on another high wheel bike. Just looking very cool and sort of waving goodbye. Yeah, his coattails are sort of dangling dangerously into the spokes. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that before. That's a good point. <laughs> He's going to have a shredded coat jacket by the end of that ride. Yeah. And I think that's it. That's the. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks very much. That's brilliant. Okay, for, for those of you to call in, this is Steve Ray. He's got a new book out called Hollywood Rides Bikes. And uh, we're going to get to a Q&A. Just to remind you, there is a Tweed ride going on at 1 o'clock over of Hollywood and a lot of the uh, locations that were used for the artists. Uh, it's Hollywood-centric, so if you want to get the feel for Hollywood without paying a lot of money to one of those tour services and, and getting to experience Los Angeles like you've never done before, and I know people are saying, what, intense intense smog? Intense... Uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to believe today it isn't all smog because if you were anywhere near, that's right, Mulholland Drive last night, you saw the fog come in on those mountains where we were on the the improvised zoo bomb there. And we're going to have a, a little bit of that audio, too, that we collected. We didn't go on the ride, but we got to uh, corner some of the people that were there afterwards. And uh, for those of you that don't believe it and you are doubting Thomas's, 
Yes, it's tomorrow night at the oven, as mentioned, 3706 North Figaro. We'll be having a Oscar slash bike extravaganza. And and somebody was telling me we we're also going to show They Lived, which is a, a film, believe it or not, that uh, I got hired to work uh, the art department on there for a couple days. Uh, this is that long ago that I was doing little bits of everything uh, with, with some of the crew from... Um, the old uh, theater carnival crew, and um, we're, we're even trying to get Stephen Holman to come down and answer some questions because he he got really good at packaging after this job. Uh, I I don't mean like packaging a feature or something, but seriously, just like straight out, like how, how does this how is this box that your CEO comes in is packaged? And he, he he got really good after a while. He could look at it and say, oh, this is this die cut this many ways and folding in this many ways because he had to reproduce. If you, if you know anything about the movie, uh, it's about aliens coming to Earth. There's a scene where he walks into a convenience store and lo and behold, that's right. It's all done with packaging. All the subliminal messages are on the boxes. Anyway, if this all seems befuddled and a mess to you, come tomorrow, Flying Pigeon, and see They Lived. I think we're going to show the whole film uncut after the Academy Awards. Did you really want to see Barbara Walters talking to somebody else again about why they lost? No, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, let's get back to... Uh, I, I remember, just, just out of curiosity, the one year... That, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Al Pacino won for Senate of a Woman, and she had interviewed Denzel thinking he would have won. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool. Yeah, you got to see, see everything. He was thinking it was a two-horse race, and, um, well, it, it's the Oscars, it ain't a horse race. Anyway, let's get back to the Q&A with Stephen Ray about Hollywood riding bikes. Oh, how many, so you mentioned that you were thinking about photoshopping and masks out of the chocolate. Mm -hmm. How many, so how many pictures did you end up having photoshopped and just kind of... Um, all of them were just enhanced a little bit, or almost all of them, but nothing, nothing was surgically removed from any of them, I think. Uh, but yeah, I noticed just to, there was a lot of sort of credits and just a lot of writings on Yeah, well that, all of the studio release stills had those catalog numbers on the bottom of them. Some of them we ended up taking out, yeah, yeah uh, or cropping. Uh, it's just a matter of the aesthetics of the picture. Uh, but we, yeah, we didn't do any major surgery at all. I, uh, yeah, and that was one of the reasons why we didn't want to take the mask out because it was integral to the original image. And I think um, at one point the art director for the book wanted to take it out, and then we decided that it was cooler to leave. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Is, there, is there a reason why most of the images are in black and white? Or I mean, does, it, does it seem like maybe the culture for a time shifted far, far away from cycling and only now bikes are only kind of making like, a dignified return to the screen? Or um, that was going to be coming around the background? Well, I don't know. I think part of it is the fact that um, the photos were released to newspapers and magazines that predominantly published printed in black and white. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time that most of the movies were in black and white until into the 40s. Um, there are a few more color images in the book than the two that we sh I showed here, but not that many. Um, and then, 
certainly as into the 70s and 80s and 90s more of the photos are color. There are some photos in the book of, there's a photo of Dennis Christopher from Breaking Away, the great movie where he's this obsessed with Italian road bikes. Ne never seen it. Is it oh, out there? Yeah. Like, yes? <laughs> and that's in color. Uh, Kevin Bacon from Quicksilver, that's in color. So yeah, there are more. But I think it's just, you know, there were many more photos from the black and white back in the day. Who did you get to help identify the bikes and the manufacturers help? Uh, or, uh, no, I, in fact, I tried to contact Schwinn, and Schwinn are terrible about um, their archival. Uh, you know, they, they really don't have an archivist. But uh, in Philadelphia, there's a shop called Vita Bicycle, which sells just um, vintage and used and antique bicycles. And the, uh, Curtis Anthony, the gentleman who runs it, is a collector and um, aficionado, and he and another, um, Joel Flood, who also works there, just are, they have these areas of expertise that I couldn't believe, and I would take my photos down, we'd go to a coffee shop near their bike shop, and look through the photos, and they could tell me specifically what bikes were, like the, um, that first high wheel bike image of Grace Bradley on the, it's a Gormley and Jeffries bike from 1893. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out that Curtis actually had one. Uh, so they were of incredible help. I mean, some of the bikes you can identify from the head badge, or you can clearly see it's a Schwinn Traveler or, or a Rudge Whitworth. Other bikes, it, it was harder to find out. But yeah, and they, there's still a lot of bikes that are in the book that are unidentified. You could tell um, that they were, um, well, there's a, a double spread shot from The Sound of Music with Julie Andrews and the kids riding their bikes in their plunger brake bikes that were probably Austrian or German from, but there was no way to tell who made them. No. Sure. Did the studios, did they just issue like bikes to actors? And well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I've said this before, it's sort of like they invented the whole concept of bike share before Bella Lieb in Paris or uh, Portland uh, or Amsterdam. There were fleets of bikes on all the back lots for the crafts people to use, for the actors to use, to get from soundstage to soundstage, from um, the costume department to the um, sets, from the cafeteria to the dressing rooms. And so, yeah, there were tons of bikes. And um, there's a gentleman named Howie Cullen who has, uh, who led the, uh, the cover image of Joan Crawford and nine other photos in the book, whose family owned three bike shops in LA in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and supplied the studios with a lot of the bikes. And uh, yeah, the, so there were bikes everywhere on the back lots. And if sometimes I'll have, I have some images of the bikes, of stars on bikes, where they're personalized, that, like that Olivia de Havilland bike, where there's a Bogart had a bike that said Bogart on it. Does <laughs> um, yeah. that bike still exist, do you know? Oh, I don't know. That would be, yeah, yeah, that would be, cool. that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who knows what happened to them. Yeah, because in South Carolina, they actually have the Bogart's uh, T-Bird. Oh, the nice nice one. one. Oh, his actual t mm -hmm. I just want to get you ahead. Mary still having Bogart. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I really enjoyed, you know, I started flipping through the book. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed looking at the pictures. And I didn't get a chance to read all the text. But I, I was just kind of wondering, did you, like, say, 
you mentioned like Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. Who knows if he was an avid cyclist? Or not. Right. But is it known, you know, which yes. sort of Hollywood stars were, were avid cyclists versus yes. the ones that would sort of just did it for the Oh, certainly. Um, like both Hepburns, or both Audrey Hepburn and Catherine mm -hmm. Hepburn were Catherine Hepburn were serious cyclists that rode all through their lives, um, not just in the backlots of movie studios, but you know, in, in their real lives, they were cyclists. Um, so they were, uh, Lauren McCall also rode a bike and, and did ads for Schwinn. Um, oh, cool. uh, let's see, so yeah. And, and in the book, I, I talk about that. I mean, I, talk, oh, I, I, I tried with each photo to have a little bit of movie history in there and context of the, the actual image, and then also talk about the relationship with the star and to, about the world of bicycles. So, yeah. Oh, great. Well, well, thanks so much for coming out. And Stephen, I don't want to keep you much longer. No, no, I want to sure. say, but again, there's plenty of this uh, Trader Joe's buffet of delights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The infamous Trader Joe's buffet. Hey, uh, there's a couple more questions. We kept the camera rolling. You're going to hear uh, people just talking in the background, including your own chicken leather. No, I won't ruin the book I draw. Because I draw It is bike talking if you just tune in. Uh, this is... That's right. Steve Ray wrote a book, uh, Hollywood Rides Bikes. And we put some questions to him. And there's a couple more coming up. Um... Bike Talk here here Saturdays from uh, 10 to noon or on the podcast on KPFK whenever you like it. Mm. So, uh, as mentioned, this week, Academy Awards season. Um, but uh, people in the bike community are going, well, they, they blocked off Hollywood Boulevard. Dude, is that, is that what we, we can face? We've, we've sort of lost every other real estate to... Uh, to the automobile and now we're losing a whole street just because of this award saying hey it's once a year and if it wasn't for the movies i'd hate to think what this town would look like this is one of those things where we should have the the flashback sound effect sound and we could play for you what los angeles would be if there was no movies you know it'd be like it's a wonderful life in reverse sure. if, if you, did, uh, you know we there's been a lot of branding with now bike culture and things like that. Do you think one star is going to break out or, or something? I know that Kevin Cosner used to do a lot of things with bikes, mm -hmm. uh, right. at least two or three of his films. Mm -hmm. what, what about current? Do you think it's just one star we need to get and cross over? I know there's this campaign right now, actually, with the Oscars coming up there. Um, there's a guy in Arizona who has a website called commutebybike.com. Yep. He's trying to get people, nominees or presenters, for the Oscars to arrive by bike. Right. Next if, they, if they need a bike in LA, just, just have them contact yeah. them. Yeah. I'll call them any bike in the shop. I'm right. sure I can call the manufacturers and we could like overnight a bike from anywhere. Right, definitely. I mean, imagine Michelle Williams on a passion. That would be huge. Yeah, yeah. the passion guy would yeah. probably yeah. die. So. Right. Um, so there is there's a campaign to get somebody to arrive um, at the Oscars a week from tomorrow on a bike. I don't know whether it will happen or not. But there's a bunch, there's uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt has done a um, movie where he plays a bike messenger. It doesn't. I thought originally it sounded like Quicksilver, but apparently it's more of a thriller. And that's coming out this coming summer. I, I know. Yeah. And you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's and, some uh, things I can't talk about. You know. And, and in the right. new issue of Vanity Fair, the Hollywood issue, there's right. a photo of Seth uh, Rogen uh, and the. Uh, I think it's Judd. No, I don't know. There's three guys on a bike to get riding together. 
Um, so the, definitely bikes are back and back in the culture. And you see all these Us Weekly paparazzi right. shots of like Natalie Portman riding a bike or Zoe Deschanel. I mean, or, or the Brad, when, but he was yeah, actually Brad. using his bike because that was the way you get around the Ninth Ward. Right, right. But, but people... I, w I mean, when, I know some yeah. other, there are some other stars, contemporary big stars who ride bikes regularly. Robin Williams is a road bike um, nut and yeah. has like a $5,000 road bike. And you know, people in San Francisco see him riding out across the Golden Gate Bridge going on his rides in Marin County. And he was a, went to the Tour de France every year when Lance Armstrong was competing. Um, Russell Crowe rides a bike. Um, I interviewed him uh, a few years ago. I can't remember for what film, but he was telling me that he rode to the set every day from the hotel where he was staying on a bike. Mm -hmm. um, um, so yeah, there's still... So we're just waiting for the crossover right. for TMZ to start covering them. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, excuse me, we can't follow you. You're too fast right. on your bike. You're like, well, right. come on. Right. Yeah. And, and someone was joking that, you know, when you're interviewed on the red carpet and who are you wearing? You know, what designer are you wearing? What are you riding? What are you riding? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be so great. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice, Steve. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Here they are. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, well, really thanks. advanced copy we got, I guess. It was, it was All right, so uh, the bikes are, uh, the bikes, the books are getting signed about bikes, and um, we had another call in here about uh, uh, something on the Zubom. We're going to get to it shortly. Uh, we're, we're still trying to organize some of the things. The phones seem to be okay. Here, hold on a second. Let me try this once again. There it is. Here. Hello. Check, check. We're sorry. Your call did not go through. Well, it sounds like the phones are working. Here we go. Any, any, oh, before he opened his shop, he saw the need for bikes and stuff, too. So we'll probably need a copy for you to sign for next door. Okay, sure. Absolutely. And we're going to buy it, though. Okay. We're not going to, yeah, it's definitely. not one of these free. Thank you so much for coming out. I just really, I'm so happy. Likewise, I've got to give you some fortune cookies and some more bike flying pigeon swag. Flying pigeon swag, did you ask? Yes. Uh, be the first caller, 213 252 and we'll see if we can't get you some swag here. That's 252-0998 here at Kill Radio. You said you were the film critic. Do you ever just, uh, obviously you buy films, but do you buy films and find yourself watching for bike scenes in movies? Uh, yeah, I do. That's what I do, too. I, I actually have a, a VCR, and I try to record them, and sometimes I show them in the middle of things just between reels or something just to keep people interested. So, silly ones. There's a, there's a, uh, a couple of... Famous ones. There's a William Holden film where it's supposed to be in Malaysia, and there are protests on bicycles. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you, have you seen that one? I think it's, yeah. it's it's really great. There's there's been a new network that shows old movies. The this network. So you, you tend to see more. I I believe that was called uh, Fourth Dawn or something, or or Dawn Fourth or something. And we're gonna see if we can't fill that in tomorrow during the Academy Awards slash Bike They Lived sequence. And then there's a famous one. I, I'm, I'm big into B-movies because I work with a lot of directors that are into horror films and stuff. And, of course, Die, Monster, Die. There's a famous scene where he gets to town and he can't rent a car, can't rent a motorcycle. And the guy goes, why don't you go rent a bicycle? They might lend you one of those and stuff. And it's, 
It's a, it's a great one. Die Monster Die. Die Monster Die. Boris Karloff, one of his last oh. things. Oh. What? What? Yes, yes, he's going to sign that one. Alright, so Alistair is getting his book signed. That brings to 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 uh, to the forefront the fact that the flying pigeon still has an art wall and uh, so does the bike oven and this month at the bike oven it is Chris Wallace who still has his um, wood pieces on jazz artists up there and everybody was going who's that center guy with the glasses uh, that's that's Scatman Gandhi who who's there? Who who knew that Gandhi, in between doing all his peace work in India and and uh, all those things, that he he could scat? And um, yeah, I I didn't you know Attenborough didn't cover it. Uh, Sir Attenborough didn't cover it in his uh, landmark film on Gandhi that he won the the uh, uh, Oscar for. But uh, lo and behold, he's up there on the jazz wall along with um, some of the other luminaries. Um, reggae, you know, Bob Marley could go down the list, but you should see it for yourself over at the bike coming. Here we go. I, I don't want any part of this. That it's not an evil conspiracy. Right now, the American Planning uh, American Planning Association in America, there's these uh, these Tea Party types that think that planning for bikes is part of a UN-backed black helicopter right, agenda. Right. And they have... No. No, I mean, and, and that has shot down some really great bike projects all over America. This one, like, about a dozen or almost two dozen cities have just, like, killed the bike plan because it's a UN conspiracy. Right. And, and the, uh, and the transportation deal. bill that's before Congress, they're trying to eliminate all of that. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Uh, which is just crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I watch too much, I watch too much Bill Maher. This, so this totally coming from the guy that has... What is it? Flying pigeons from communist where? Yeah, I think well, this is. <laughs> yeah, your store was founded. In I'm just. I'm joking with you now because obviously I'm in on this. Uh, the publisher actually. We're not like a. None of the tea parties kind of. Five or six energies that we thought. That would be awesome. I always joke there's two ways you know the bikes are made in America. It will be Republican critical mass, and that will be a union member shared under every bike lane. The two signs in America is completely turning to a bike-friendly country is there will be a Republican critical mass. So there will be like a Tea Party critical mass where they all bring their bikes out. And the other one is that there will be a dead union member under every bike lane. That way you know both wings of the... have embraced it, you know? like. So Stephen... Because you've traveled and you you are a journalist or something, uh, have you seen any trends or anything around involved with bikes that, that you think is going to catch on that we don't know about in Los Angeles? Well, I don't know if you don't know about it. I think you know about it. But just sort of the whole citizen cyclist movement where ah. people are riding bikes. They're not in their, um, like, uh, Tour de France. So, uh, so basically the bike scene. Yeah, the bike scene and people using bikes to ride to the grocery store, to commute to work, um, wearing their regular street clothes that they were wear if they were going to get in a car and go to work. Um, so, so just it becoming part of the fabric of our lives. Um, uh, so, I think so maybe it is a marathon. Have you ever seen that yes, film? Yes. Yes, yes. But we care about that because nobody can afford houses then. They live in cars and commute by bike. But right. There's, I actually have a couple of stills from America. There's a, a scene where they didn't make the book, huh? No. There's a scene where the nuns are riding on a, yeah. a quadruple, and then the other scene where they're on the freeway and they're on their bikes and on skateboards because all the cars are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, maybe a sequel? A sequel to... <laughs> Your book? Rides of Bike, The Hollywood Rides of Bike 2, oh sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly have enough images for another book. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I have now over 400. Maybe. And it just keeps growing. Do people yeah. just send them or, or submit um, them? Or? I'm, I'm constantly looking as uh -huh. well. It's like an expanding universe theory. The more you look, the more. You're <laughs> oh, the editing theory of expanding bicycles. Yes. I like that. <laughs> very, very nice. Well, here in Los Angeles, being that it is Oscar week or something, are you going to stick around for the Oscars uh, and be no, here? I can't actually. I have to go back. It's, it's ironic. I have to go back to Philadelphia to write my Oscar story for the Acquire. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard of this thing called the internet? <laughs> uh, I could, excuse me. You could post it for I me. I mean, I could stay here and actually cover the event live. I'd rather watch it on TV at my desk. Oh, oh okay. Well, we're, you know, we were thinking on having an Oscar party next door. You should. And then just, we do it, we did it a couple years ago. Yes, and you heard all about that. Anyway, it is uh, Kill Radio, KPFK on the podcast, Bike Talk. And, uh, it's uh, the theme today. That's right, Hollywood riding bikes, uh, coinciding with a couple of events. Uh, one, the Oscars that are in town that have blocked off, if you don't know about it. Uh, most of Hollywood Boulevard between Highland and um, La Brea. Actually, it's not fully contained. I think in front of the Roosevelt, you can actually turn there, but there's so many uh, just tourists and looky loos and every parking space behind there, which doesn't really matter because you don't ride in a parking lot. Some people do. Is uh, all the uh, satellite, the the local feeds, you name it. They're they're behind there, and um, yeah, it's uh, one of those events where that's right, Los Angeles. Slash Hollywood is forced into the limelight, and and, it, and it's funny because we we don't think about that until Oscar time, but uh, that's that's why a lot of our money is made is through tourism. And uh, I as as stated before on this program, if you really want to see the city, the way to do it is on a bike. And having said that, today the um, I don't want to say the cycle girls because there's more than one cycle girl now. So uh, the cycle women, the cycle men, the cycle people, there you go. The cycle up with people, I'm sure they sing if they want to. They're going to bring out their sound systems, their extravaganza. They're even going to, as you heard last week, auction off a bike. Um, uh, donated nicely and um, without any uh, kind of hooks or hinges by the people of uh, the Belgium uh, Brewing Company who are are just going to sit back and enjoy all this community uh, donating this bike and you can get into the raffle and maybe you'll go away with a new uh, new Belgium bomber, one of those uh, beach cruiser kind of things, extravaganzas. Uh, I don't even know what the price is on one of those things, but uh, really nicely laid out. And um, that's going to be later on at the Cat and the Fiddle where they have the after party from the Tweed ride. So it just it just keeps going on and on and on today. Starting about 1 o'clock over there at Burns Park. And uh, we're going to play now. We're trying to get somebody on the phone. So we're going to play a little bit of this now and see if we can't get them on the phone while we listen to it. I was looking for the Zoo Bomb last night. And then afterwards I got to hook up with... Uh, that's right... Um, after the Laurel Canyon going up the the east side, which is, the, I mean, the north side 
going into the valley, that's the side I thought they were going to bomb down because it's more of a straight route and you can pick up some speed. They decided to go down the Curly route in Los Angeles. So instead of going up through Hollywood and meeting them halfway, I went the other way and missed them twice. <laughs> but I caught them the third time. Here we go. It is the Zoo Bomb. Top of Mulholland, apparently they left already. One of the cars came by and told me the fog is coming in. Somebody left their bike here. Locked up there. So, Mulholland in the fog, and they've gone down the wrong way. Let's see if I can't do it too. Positive that I not only did this hill, but I also did went up Wind Hill, came down this one with traffic, and this is the this is the truth. This is the stop thing. Of course, crack is whacked with a cast for the ghost. Here you go. Life is fresh. Take it from Casper. Crack is whacked. for the zoo bomb. This is it. This is it. So we just, How'd it go? Uh, we just did a good bomb. We yeah. did? Yeah. <laughs> so I rode up thinking you were going to bomb down Laurel Canyon the other way. The other way. The other way is nice. Wow. This way is deadly. There's like turnarounds and everything. And there's, there's some nasty potholes. Or yeah. There was no light. Seriously. There was no light. My light went into the tire and I just broke. Well, like, what what year? What year is your bicycle, bike, your motorcycle? Oh, try it. Yeah. What year? Oh, 2004. 2004. Wow. I like trying. How'd it go? Uh, it, it was awesome. I see you're wearing yeah. your chain mail bubble wrap again. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. It, uh, Very nice. We're close. So hey, Nicole, she, she took a little bit. Oh, now she's got it, the leg. Oh, well, oh, fashion yeah. statement. I, I can just see everybody wearing those nowadays. They were on my knees. So I, I, uh, I'm sporting the, the zoo shirt here. 70th birthday. Oh, for yeah. zoo bumpers? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's Portland. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is LA. But we have, this is, we'll actually we see Diego. Zoo, but maybe we should. Yes, yes. As you remember earlier in the show, I love San Diego. Awesome. I say Glendora Mountain Road. I say Signal Hill, Long Beach. Oh, so about this time when they're trying to decide new places to bomb, Barley, I brought out his bike. That, that of course, Paul from Atomic Disciples said it was too high tech to ride. It uh, was one of those ones Olivia Hussey was on. Uh, kind of molded after that. Uh, what was it? Uh, designed, um, what is it, a monif? We're, we're going to go back to it, but here we go. Excuse me, was it a, a Harmon? We're going to go back and look at it. I'll get that. Oh, yeah, look at that. 
There's like no rust. I cleaned up a little bit. It's pretty awesome. Oh, this had like paint on it, silver paint, so I took it off. You should just write it all the time. Oh, that's nice. There you go. Whatever you guys want to do. You want to go back to your place? Yeah. I have to go to work at night in the morning. So this is it. You like that? <laughs> Shed. My bubble wrap. <laughs> I'll do, I'm going to reuse it later. This is really cool. But if I ate shit, that would have, I would have bounced. You would have rolled. Oh shit, he's gonna kill me. No, no, he won't care. I kept trying to picture, actually, that's how it's cemented. I was trying to picture if I fell, where I would, what I would even do. No, that's what I was thinking when my, uh, my right training Here's your scissors that like, you came down the hill with. I would just probably try to, <laughs> I would probably just draw my eyelashes and slide on my helmet. Yeah, when I, well, when I was coming down the hill in my training wheel, the side of the ground and it was pushing me into the lane, like into the traffic. And I was like, I was like, ah, so that's when I started like putting down my feet and like stopping. Yeah, I came close to traffic once. That was scary. Come back. I came close to traffic. Oh, very nice. This is probably something you really would want to take the hill with. You probably were fast coming down that hill, right? Fast. Well, he wouldn't let me do it on there. He said I should go on a kid's bike. What? Yeah. He didn't let you do this? No. I wanted to. I told no. him. I let him make the decision. He said, oh. should have did it. Look, it's a sticker. I thought it was oh. a book card. He didn't want you to beat him. That's, That's his book card. It's a sticker. Very nice. I don't know where I'm going to put my sticker. No, me neither. I think I'm just going to Alright, well, as as luck would have it, on the telephone now, we have, hold on. Black woman sidekick. There you go. And um, you you made this, I, I have been incorrectly calling it the zoo bomb, but you guys are breaking away from the, those traditions in, in Portland and Portlandia and... and uh, <laughs> Portlandia. All, the, all those other kind of connotations. We were I'm the wrong person to like interview because I I was a scaredy cat. I was scared shitless. I didn't even say a word. I was like, this is the last day of my life. If there's a fucking cliff, I know I'm going off. Oh, of no, this is La Laurel. There was none. There's, there's no cliff off Laurel. Well, I didn't know that. I forgot that it was where we went to go see Houdini, like Houdini's whatever movies. I forgot. That's right. There's, there, the, the, the movie tie-in again, uh, not many people know this, but uh, the Echo Park Film Center had a, um, um, a showing uh, as part of their summer series of showing films in the location they happened around Los Angeles, um, showed Houdini at where his mansion used to be. And then, as luck would have it, uh, I know a lot of people here are, are skeptical. We had a seance up there on Halloween night. Um, like two years ago. Where, where he identified. But you know what? That, that, that bomb or whatever, that, that bomb was, like, really awesome because it was long. It just went forever. It was awesome. So, bomb, for those people that are just tuning in, is when you go down a hill... Um, yeah, it's just go down, you know, when you go down the hill, right? Yeah, yeah but but it, it, it bombs. That means it's almost like a, a bomb coming through the air. You know, you hear the little, you know, the little the little swirling of, of the, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, okay, so I think I would have went faster if my light didn't, like, fall into my tire, like, 
so it was completely dark in some parts, so I just automatically broke when there was, like, complete darkness. Yeah, we, we talked about it because, uh, as I said before, I thought you were coming down the valley side. Of the oh, way. so did we, so did we. Because it's, 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 no offense, it's steep, but it's paved better. And there's not huge chunk holes and and <laughs> yeah yeah the chunk holes are the scary part you know but I next time I'm maybe gonna make a seatbelt like to keep me propelled in the the bike or something uh, and and then put put the other three tires on and you've got yourself a little cart or or something no no you can't do that <laughs> there are rules to this I mean it's got to be 16 inch like you know even. Uh, Brad brought in like a cool Italian like 16 inch like touring bike and it wasn't allowed. I you know that I thought it was a French copy or an Italian copy of an English bike. Maybe whatever it was was sweet. It looked like if you go in the riders, it looked like that like under the bomb squad. It was that that so he posted that going like is that cool? But no, he had to ride a little kid's bike. It was fun though. I, I told I told uh, Paul from Atomics, I'm like, so are we going to go again? And he's like, no, no, enough for one night. But, you know, I think we had the spirit of Houdini on that whole stretch that we would have made it. Uh-huh. I think we would have done, we could have done it endlessly. So I think, like, of- Houdini's ghost, since we went with all those people that were, like, you know, with the radio things, dialing in Houdini and everything like that. A lot, of, lot of sucker punches to the, to the, uh, Abdominals, huh? The solar plexus, right? <laughs> what? Well, that's that's how he he sort of passed away. They they surmised it wasn't from a ruptured appendix, like everybody says, but uh, uh, complications. He, he used to have this act where, at any point, you could come up to him and 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 he could tighten up his muscles so much in his solar plexus that you could hit him and he wouldn't feel a thing. I mean, he had you know heavyweights hit him and not not a not a flinch. Oh, I guess that was it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I felt, I had a feeling like, you know, yeah. I had a feeling I was going to make it, but, you know, I don't. I didn't know the hill. Like, for some reason, I had no concept of what the hill was. You've never ridden up Mulholland or, or... No, I don't... I've never been on Mulholland Drive. See, the... the, the I don't want to say the hard way. Oh, we should go. We should go do the Char- Charlie Sheen ride where they put that car off the cliff and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because there's all sorts of great hills to go up. I, I'm not so much thinking of that one that's it's tons of traffic, but something like Outpost. Um, there used to be ways to get across the the hills there, uh, cut through from the Hollywood Bowl. The only reason people use it now is just to find cheap parking up there in the mountains off La Presta or, or all these other things. But Outpost used to be a great hill to get to the top of before, I guess, Madonna moved. Yeah, I mean, I was all in... Like, you know, Buffalo's like, oh, don't worry, we're getting a bubble tape. We're, I've got plenty of bubble tape. It's fine. Yeah, and I was like, no, I just want to be, like, in a bunch of pillows, like, a huge amount of pillow. And then he's like, no, 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 duct tape. And so then we're duct taping. He's duct taping Nicole, and he's duct, duct taping himself, and then I'm, like, helping. And then Nicole's like, I need some duct tape over here. And then and then he tells Nicole, he's all, you know this is just for looks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, At that point, I was all like, "Fuck it, I don't need duct tape." I, I don't know if Bubble Wrap can actually perform a function 
like like an airbag or something. I mean, we we hear all these things about how they used airbags on Mars to. Well, you know, the only reason the only reason I did this ride was because it was logically the only ride I thought that could be possibly done without you know. Like, my engineer mind said, you know what, I'm lower to the ground. You can't really totally flip. You just stand up. You know, my mind said, I could do this. You know, like, I could totally do this. Like, yeah. some other things, you know, like soapboxes. I, I love to do soapbox. One day I'll build it when I get my studio set up. But, dude, you flip. <laughs> Fucking soapboxes. Well, uh, uh, something like this, I think you could really have some accidents with with the uh, well like the way Borfo was going to ride that bike he was just going to stand on it and go down the hill that, uh, that that's why I said dude you wear my football gear because you're going to fucking fall yeah <laughs> you're you guys all made it down because we interview you so that kind of supports the fact that uh, you were you were all alive after after the ride well, I, that was just a big joke anyway. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I wasn't dead serious that I was going to die. I knew I was going to do it. But I just well, wanted, like, I just wanted everybody else to, like, think, like, that's just so ridiculous. Somebody would say they're going to die. that they'll, they'll do it, too. But nobody's got that kind of sense of humor anymore these days. So if you know the topography of, of, of uh, Laurel Canyon right there at the top of Mulholland and going south, it's pretty steep coming down. Were you, were you guys breaking the whole way on that little ridge, or what was it? Well, like, I didn't break it all until it was completely dark and my light didn't work. And at that point, I was breaking everything I was breaking. Because there's so many bumps in that road you couldn't even see. How far down were you at that point? Were you were you closer to, to uh, where... Uh, and then the ambulances came. I thought they were going to pick me off the road for, I thought, like... I thought the ambulances were coming for you guys. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, where did everyone go? And obviously everyone went, like, faster than me. Because oh. they had better lights, and they could see, like, all this shit on the road. I heard the ambulance. At that point, I was at the top, just getting to the top of the hill, and I thought, oh, somebody, somebody, something must have happened. <laughs> and <laughs> I was really... At that point, I was putting on... Um, I think I was suiting up to come down because I had, I literally just soaked the shirt. But I didn't I didn't know it was going to be that hill. I mean that was like a good hill. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, there was going to be like chances where you could just fly off the cliff. Like doing a coaster break, I didn't do a coaster break, but like being the scorekeeper, I thought, oh man, he's going to throw some crap. We're going to run into trees and we're going to like jump off, like we're going to go off cliffs by accident and stuff like that. I totally thought it was going to be like that. Paul, Paul from Atomic Cycles is quite a character, but I, I don't think that's in his cards. Um, the the thing that I'm I'm trying to bring up is that uh, the the terrain there in the dark and the the fog was coming in. It was foggy. There was no light at all. Like once it, my light turned down into the ground, I was like, I'm fucked, and there's no one else around. So there's there's the ridge there in front of the market that that you come down. And then there's the one where the old Cat and the Fiddle used to be. I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what street it is uh, from memory. But it's before you get down and, and it turns. It, I, I kept on going thinking you guys may have gone into West Hollywood down. Because, as you know, Laurel Canyon turns into lot, to, to uh, uh, Crescent Heights. But uh, apparently you guys stopped way before then, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So where did you turn? Kirkwood. We stopped at the Kirkwood that that little market. Kirkwood, yeah, at the market there. And then like then there, and then we rode on the back of the truck to come up, but I was like stuck and wedged in all these bikes. 
that was an even crazier ride than going down the fucking hill. <laughs> yeah, because obviously if you're on a bicycle, you're you're not going incredibly fast. Where if you're in your car and you're trying to jump off a car, it's kind of like... Well, yeah, I was in the back of the... Like, worker. I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> like, oh. since I got out loud. So, how, how many people actually bombed this hill last night? Oh, like maybe 12 to 16. Wow. And then Dingo said that he has a bad heart. I don't know. That boy's coming up with excuses what? left and right. <laughs> he said his cardiologist. I, think, I don't even oh. think that he has health care. We're going to have to get a note from his cardiologist. I know. I don't. Like, damn, if, you know... No more shocking images at the bike oven for you. Yeah. I think it's. I think Dingles had way too much of you um, porn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, Although mustard it, and the midgets have gone to his heart. Anyway, uh, thank God it wasn't bike porn because you know that would just be. A yeah, well, all you talk too. about is bike porn too. No, but but see that's the thing. I think I think you have to wean yourself off of it if if it can. I know bike porn this year was just fantabulous, but damn, you gotta get over it, Paul. Gotta get over it. Yes, yes. There's a whole year or two before you get to see it again. You you have to get on with your life. Anyway, hey, was that tape that I had really bike porn? What? Which one? Uh oh, I'm working. I better go. There's okay. Black woman sidekick out. Right. Okay, bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Black woman sidekick. Uh, we, were, we were able to corner on the phone and ask her about last night's Zoom bomb. Hey, we're getting to the end of the program. Uh, we just wanted to tell you once again about uh, some of the stuff going on. There's a couple other things going on. Uh, Los Angeles is formulating a new bike plan. Or uh, actually, some of the municipalities are looking into doing it. And there's meetings all over town. You can check it out at the uh, LACBC, the Los Angeles Bike Coalition Um of, of Los Angeles County or city, LACBC. Yes, they they have the, their website. I usually get it mailed to me, and you you too can subscribe to get that done and uh, see exactly what's going on in the Los Angeles area. Uh, a couple more things. Um, we're, we were actually awaiting a call from a couple people, and we're, we still have a little bit of time, so maybe it'll come in at this point. Let's see if we can't play a little bit more, a little musical interpretation by, once again, uh, the Triple Chicken Foot, and then we'll see if we can't get that call for you here on Bike Talk.
right. Well, that, that of course, uh, triple chicken foot again, but uh, we have somebody here on the phone. This is? No, this is Joe Barfo. Joe Barfo. Hey, you, you made the, the jump to hyperspace last night and um, basically uh, conquered the Laurel Canyon run there, right? Pretty much, yeah. Wow, what a, what a concept. I don't think this is on. Hold on a second. Okay, try that again. Hello? Hello. Okay, great. So, uh, um, just just wondering, uh, the bubble wrap we're, we're saying was just for looks, and in fact, you confided in somebody afterwards that that. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, you're not supposed to say that, and that it came out, you know, because I was donning it on Nicole and wrapping her in bubble wrap, and she was like saying how glad she is that you know she's got this protection on, and then, like you know it slipped out. I said, well, you know, this is just for looks, you know. And then, and then Veronica's like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this now. Yeah, yeah, she said she was a big scaredy guy, but I, I kind of like that image. <laughs> this would have been great to get on film if only for... You should have heard us all in the car as we were getting up to the top of the hill. Well, that, that's the other thing. I mean, Laurel Canyon, i I got to be honest, we, we, there were a couple things that came up. One, um, when I finally did get to the top there, soaked, there... I, there was an ambulance coming down that had nothing to do with you guys. <laughs> How did you guys get out of the way of the ambulance? Because uh, it's a one-lane highway at that point, right? Yeah, I, I missed. I, I beat it. Uh, you know, I made it to the end point before it passed. But I'm like, oh, no, the police are after us <laughs> or something. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I don't know if they could arrest you for just being kids. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Yeah. And um, we weren't really causing that much trouble. No. And, uh, yeah, it scared the poop out of me. But I uh, I survived, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing another one. I think more people should come out. It's, uh, you just have to have a, a decent... Uh, it, yeah, I like decent. the way uh, Paul is uh, doing this. He, he wants you to be on a mini, you know, just a stock kitty mini bike with Hannah Montana on it. It's got to be pink with white wheels, you know, that kind of, you know, not some fast, you know, specialized, uh, expensive, you know, thingy that you've been working on for ages. It makes it, makes it a whole different event. Now, now, now you, you brought up Hannah Montana. Is that the, uh, the breakout artist here? What about Justin Bieber bike or... I know there's no beaver bike out there, but maybe there will be after after this race. I the, think the, that's a good. I'm going to start scoping out a beaver bike. <laughs> well, we have leftover uh, iconography from the last time we burned one of his pinatas, so I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. The beaver bike might be the next one. I, I know that uh, Veronica could get out there on a uh, on a Mystic, which I, I had no idea they built uh, specialized or whatever it was. Well, I think her hers is really classy. Uh, it was yeah. kind of had a coaster uh, feel to it. Uh, it had not only a coaster, but it had two handbrakes, so it had three brakes on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that you, that's, you need it. You need it on this kind of thing, and uh, I was riding the coaster brake the whole way down because it was going so fast, and uh, my leg was cramping up because of the angle, and you know, you need a higher seat post, and my leg was cramping up so bad, and I'm like, so I let go of the brake, and I'm going too fast, I'm moving like 40 miles per hour, and I'm like, okay, I gotta switch to the other foot, and then it's just, it's, it's nerve-wracking, and you don't want to make any stupid mistakes, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, so Borfo, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've also been on, on the Coaster Break Challenge, and in fact, I remember the time you were out there, 
that too had Kitty Bikes as a finale for the whole thing. Um, just just comparing the two events, which, which do you think is more ridiculous, the Coastal Break Challenge or the Zoo Bomb? Uh, I like the, the the bomb, the the LA Bomb Squad down the hill insane insanity. Yes. Is it, does that mean that SWAT is not too far behind? <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we've triggered many FBI, uh, uh, you know, filters for, uh, for saying the word bomb in our posts and everything. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, see, we we bring up something. It used to be that, you know, you bomb only had one connotation, and that was just to get down the hill. And now it's 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 got all these silly ones with these things. Um, earlier in the evening, I got to see Los Angeles Critical Mass, or the Police Mass, or whatever they call it now. Yeah. Uh, a tremendous amount of, let, let's just say, things that had nothing to do with bicycle riding. There were motorcycles, there were cars, there was a support vehicle. And the new one that I like to see is there was a snake, a snake bed truck with one bicycle in the back of it. It looked like, I thought they were like, when you got pulled over, instead of like taking you downtown, they just throw your bike in there and you know you get in the back of one of the squad cars. No, it was a police bicycle in the back of this this uh, stake truck. You know, a 16 foot stake truck. I can only imagine what kind of carbon footprint critical mass is now laying down in Los Angeles. I mean, I think we should start the new trend. You know, just well, well, the new tr- the new trend was good, except only three people showed up for it, uh, and. Um, Sadly, I had to break off to go catch you guys at the uh, at the coaster break, and, and stupidly, I, I went up the wrong hill. So um, maybe next time we'll catch you guys. Hey, how was it with uh, some of the some of the um, uh, conditions, climatic conditions, the well, fog that, coming in? Wasn't that amazing? It was just like yeah. ominous fog. It was like a horror film or something. It was just pouring over the hill when we got to the top. That's why I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, it's like foggy. It's going to rain. It's just like an ominous sign. Isn't this how all horror films start? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was perfect, perfect night. I hope uh, hope we do it again. So you've you've uh, sort of been the forerunner in this new bubble wrap kind of thing. Do you, do you see yourself building like maybe an... Uh, Alien kind of um, one of those little like suits or something that you pull a ripcord in, in like a, a avalanche or something and it just blows all up when you when you well that's fall off the, the bike the, the next costumes Veronica and I are going to be working on we got a special surprise with the uh, ripcord and uh, gas canisters yeah gas can there's all kinds of stuff going to happen yeah. all right all right uh, so Borfo tomorrow any any predictions for the Academy Awards. Are you, are you nominated Best Bike Scene this year? Have you seen anything with a bike in it this year that you want to nominate? I I, uh, I say vote for uh, Borfo2012.com. <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you go. And uh, thanks thanks for coming back. I know you got to get to... Uh, uh, are you going on the Tweed Ride today? Are you gonna just um, can't make it. Up? i got a, another event going on that i got to... Well, see, that's, that's every bike event in L.A. It's always... Packed and jammed against some other bike events. So true, true. All right, enjoy your event and uh, see you on the road. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, take care. Thanks a lot, man.
thank our guests today here on uh, Bike Talk. Uh, the triple chicken foot in the in the background playing us out. Also, uh, uh, black woman sidekick who called in and told us about the zoo bomb ride. Also, all those people that were on um, the ride, uh, including Nicole and Borfo Taktos Barley Eye, who who uh, decided that uh, he had to show off that new bike. And of course, Stephen Ray, who wrote Hollywood on Bikes. Uh, Joseph from the Flying Pigeon, who's um, hosted another one of his, uh, what, what does he call his Politburo kind of bike extravaganzas. And, of course, our own uh, Nick, who's going to be back with us hopefully by next week. He's uh, undergoing some training for the school system. Anyway, let's hear some more from, that's right, Triple Chicken Foot. It is Bike Talk here on K KPFK on the podcast and Kill Radio.